Hey everybody, welcome to this glorious Teacher Life, the podcast. I'm Mr. Josh, the host, and I'm super, super excited for this month because it is National Poetry Month and I myself am a poet. I wanted to have a teacher on here who was also both a teacher and a poet. And it is my honor, it is my pleasure to have my good friend, Jessica M. Wilson on the podcast. I met her doing poetry in LA, but we really got considerably closer during the pandemic where she pulled together Los Angeles Poet Society, a document for the people, which is a collection of poems and essays that different LA poets wrote and submitted for publication by the Los Angeles Poet Society Press. And I was one of the recipients. I was one of the people that got to be published in this amazing manuscript and honestly that was my first time having my poetry published in print (laughs) somewhere and yeah and so you know we just we've we've gotten closer over the time and you're gonna hear all about her on the podcast and so i'm really excited we had such a fun fun conversation and you can hear like we're just just having a good time we're just having a good time so i invite y'all into the good time that we had to have it with us jessica m wilson Jessica Wilson, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, All right. So you have no idea what's going to happen, which is great, Uh, which I actually stole from a different podcast. I was like, oh, I like that. Have the guests on and they don't know what you're going to ask them, which is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So for anyone who may not know anything about you, like obviously I know a few things about you, go ahead and just just, you know, run the resume, give them your pedigree. Who are you? Oh boy. (laughs) My name is Jessica M. Wilson. I'm a poet. Um, I have been writing since I was 13 and I have my bachelor's degree from UC Riverside and also a bachelor's degree. Oh, I'm sorry. A bachelor's degree in art history and creative writing from UC Riverside and a master of fine arts in writing from Otis College of Art and Design in Los Angeles. I founded the LA Poet Society in 2009 because I didn't want to be alone. (laughs) I wanted to find other poets and writers and artists to to, uh, network with, to to collaborate, just to be around, experience, and also to party. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, poet networking is all about the wine and cheese. That's what I was telling uh, some folks the other day. But um, let's see. I recently started a small press with for LA. So the Los Angeles Poet Society launched a small press in 2020. Sure did. Have been publishing literary journals. Um, we um, prioritize BIPOC, uh, Black, Indigenous people of color, uh, all artists, and also queer. Uh, artists so um, our social justice driven and focused so um, that's another extension of our service Um, let's see I'm a published poet I have a few books under my sleeve (laughs) the latest one is a serious longing that was published uh, by Swan World Press Editions du Cine from Paris France and um, yeah so it's a real really special to be linked over to Paris yeah. Um, even cooler, like uh, Editions of Scene has been around since 2003, and they started their English imprint, Swan World, with me. So I was their first English. Oh, book. wow. Yeah. So that's really cool. That's really cool. And uh, 
and it and it is this all came out of having the Los Angeles Poet Society and hosting open an open mic called Writer Wednesday, mm-hmm. and that publisher who was out of town from you know from Paris here in Los Angeles, we connected from through Facebook, and I was like, hey, come hang out to check out our open mic, and and you know you know the rest. So it's so awesome, like the network works also back like to me yeah. too and, but it, it's a lot of love all around so anyhow that's that's a bit about me and uh I'm also a teacher um I, I totally like I, I believe in vocal empowerment for our youth you know um and that's just such an important lesson once we know we have a voice oh boy we can't be controlled I love it and um, so I'm true. also a mama so also <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy I'm busy yes yes so the the short version is she's legit y'all she's <laughs> legit she's the real deal also uh you heard her say like she's a mama so we we're coming to you live from from her kid's bedroom right now so you hear some ambient noises that's just real life happening in real time and we support it you know there might be a spaghetti request in the hour or so but yeah it's fine it's fine <laughs> we welcome it that's funny yeah we welcome it okay so obviously this is this glorious uh teacher life podcast and it is national poetry month that's woot right. woot so you're a teacher what what do you teach what grades do you work with like what's your teacher life look like yeah so I'm a full-time English, high school English teacher. Okay, <laughs> cool, teach. cool, cool. And you don't have to drop like the name of the school in case you know, you just don't have to do that. It's up, it's up to you, you don't have to. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> over in the valley, over in the valley. Okay. Panorama, Panorama High School, it's all good. <laughs> Home of the Pythons. There you go. Python pride, baby. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, I, I, you know, honestly, that, that always like stuns me. I'm like, I'm the high school English teacher. Like I just <laughs> watching the breakfast club and all those eighties movies. Like I, that, I love those, all those high school, the faculty, but I, I'm the English teacher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're the character now. Uh, yes. It's so crazy. Um, and I teach ninth and 10th. Most of my kids are 10th graders. So that's like 15 year olds going on 16 and I have Ooh. some 14 year olds um, and all, you know, post COVID. So like um, basically with a 16 month gap of school. So the freshmen are like really like the seventh graders coming in yeah. the high school environment and 10th graders never started their night. You know, it's just, it's a little bit crazy. And uh, almost every week we get COVID tested. Um, up until like about two weeks ago, you know, we always were masked up, but now it's, you know, optional to mm-hmm. students. So um, yeah, I'm full-time, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm actually teaching these block schedules now. Like um, we have, uh, we're on the quarter system okay. and we have four, four classes. They have four periods, but the periods, um, school day is still from 8.30 to 3.30. The periods are like 80 minutes long. So we have a long time with one group of kids, you know, they're with us for all that time. Um, so it's like, you know, you got, you can go into real detail mm-hmm. or, or like have like three different goals with them that day. And, you know, instead of just like seeing them for 40 minutes or almost an hour, and then you get a whole nother batch. So we're with yeah. each other for a long time. And, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a heavy duty schedule. <laughs> yeah. 80 minutes. That's quite some time. Rating, like all that. And then I'm trying to, trying to, uh, you know, organize poetry events and 
all these other things and hustle our small press and our books and like, yeah and be a mom so i don't know but yeah, you yeah, have like five full-time jobs that's my life <laughs> that's wow okay so 80 minutes that's yeah that's that's a lifetime movie it's worth of time yeah <laughs> um, you're right yeah yeah. So how do you how do you approach that 80 minutes with with high schoolers who are like significantly more difficult to entertain than like elementary school kids, which is who oh, I work yeah. with? Yeah. Like, how do you do that with the same attention span as the elementary? <laughs> Honestly, right. it's another generation, like it's like it's not even the kids fault. Like there's just everyone has a cell phone with its own Wi-Fi and all the apps, which include games or social media or just texting friends, what have you. Mm-hmm. They're using that phone for anything and everything. So you have that. And then um, it's awesome. Each student has a laptop or a Chromebook, but they use that for uh, surfing or surfing the net or uh, quite popularly like Fortnite. They love that game. <laughs> They're playing yeah. Fortnite. They're, um, are, so it's either video gaming or sometimes they're streaming shows. And I'm like, you're in class. You are not turn that off yeah 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 that's so a lot of distraction um you know so how do i how do i how do i tackle it um well usually i come in you know with three goals i i do usually have like three goals for the day that help us uh kind of move along and, and also so things don't get stale because it is a long period of time you know so I usually have like a warm-up something that's like a 10 or 15 minute activity mm-hmm. um a lot of times I, uh, cause everything is on a learning management system called Schoology. I don't know if y'all use it, but, um, basically the internet hosts all your classes and all your stuff. It's all private and you know, all that. Okay. But, um, so we use our computers for a lot of our learning, but, oh my goodness, I, I find, and, and I do, um, especially like first thing in the morning, if I give them a sheet of paper, pen and paper, pencil, paper, they are more quiet and more attentive and it's kind of, they're easier to manage than just like go online and go. Oh there. yeah. Parchment is undefeated. Yeah. I, you know, the old school, I'm like, let's do it old school. You know, and a lot of times I ask them like questions or prompts and about just like real life. I'm very, I'm a teacher that's, I'm an activist poet mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm true to myself. And as a teacher, I'm an activist teacher who's also a poet. <laughs> so yeah. I always tell them like from the beginning, I keep it very real. So like we talk about things like, you know, things that are happening to our community. Um, We talk about social justice. We talk about systemic racism. Like that's actually a big topic of my class, you know, like all the different. Like like um, in perpetuity, like that's something that's kind of always in the ether of discussion. Oh, yeah, always. Yeah, because um, we luckily um, I am the English teacher, but um, the the course that I was teaching was humanities. So it could be any pool of literature. So I would bring in um, articles, I would bring in uh, poetry, stories, but everything, uh, you know, everything had um, the lens of, or we were looking at it through the lens of systemic racism and how there's all these inequities. And um, we looked at the immigrant struggle, we looked at the black struggle, we looked at Mm -hmm. the the woman of color, the mother of color struggle, you know? So we're heading on. We're not done yet. We're still going to look at folks that were formerly incarcerated. Like, I'm just keeping it all kinds of real. Yeah. Um, we we talk about the hood. Like, we, you know, we 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 study Tupac poems and song, you know. 
that's the teacher I am. So that so anyhow, yeah, I divvy it up three different goals a day, you know, and really just try and do my best because um, I, though I have, you know, I have my degrees in writing, like I have like an emergency credential to kind of get in the classroom. So all my teaching experience is as, um, you know, prior was all through like an artist teacher because I also work with California poets in the school so you know mm -hmm. I'm the guest poetry teacher and it's all just you know I'm, I'm the artist and yeah I'm here to help you express yourself so that's still my same goal with the kids express yourself but make sure your grammar is proper that you have <laughs> right, right, right. And can write you know a paragraph you know right we're gonna bring some structure to y'all's to y'all's expression exactly. yeah exactly yeah. yeah that's cool and so, and for people who don't know what is your like primary school demographic in in your area oh gosh yeah honestly um so i'm in panorama city and most of the kids are latinx a lot of them yeah. are first gen or just a really newcomer straight from a home country um wow. and um yeah i would say latinx filipino and black like there's I haven't seen any white kids in my <laughs> high school. There's yeah. about 1,400 students, 1,400, 1,500. You know, we're all students. We're all of color. A yeah. lot of the staff, all the, a lot of the teachers, you know, we are people of color as well. You know, so we have a lot of diversity there. Great leadership. Um, I mean, there's definitely, you know, there's, there's, there's Caucasians, you know, teachers and stuff. And, and um, but there's a lot of diversity. But yeah, the population's mainly Latinx. I think it looks like 90%. Wow. Okay. I mean, I was somewhat aware of that, but for the people who don't know, like this is yeah, all this has context to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, so what has your transition like being the, you know, the art teacher, right. Coming in as like the art specialist, even if it was for like poetry and literature to being like, you're there every day, there's a curriculum you have to get through. Like how, how has that affected like your teaching style and practices? Yeah. Like what have you had to add or uh, take away? Right. Yeah, I think of any like I, I do have a lot of freedom and I have a very supportive uh, department and especially our chair, uh, uh, Mr. Garcia is awesome. He's always like asking, you know, hey, are you good? Do you need support? You know how he's always just checking in with me and, and he's always telling me how he appreciates me. So I always feel like very like loved at that school, um, yeah. even by other like teachers, you know, there's a like, camaraderie there. But um, honestly, though, aside from that, since I know in my mind, I'm like, I didn't get to do the two year teacher like credential or different scenario testing and all this. And so I'm always like in my own head, like, is this good enough? Am I like mm. doing what I need to do? Or do, am I do, do I know all the rules? And so if anything, it just makes me really second guess myself a bit. But I'm I've been observed and, you know, people have seen my syllabi and you know, everyone's like, you're great. It's just in my, I guess in my head, because yeah. I guess I have nothing to compare it to, to make sure like, Hey, in, in, in school, this is what they would say would happen, you know? So honestly, I'm just really bringing my heart and just the knowledge I have and the love I have for, for writing and, um, and also just empowering youth, you know, I'm there for them, you know, yeah. I want to help them. Um, also I'm very, um, you know, well not con well concerned but that wasn't the word I wanted to use but attentive uh to the social emotional wellness for my students mm. um I actually got involved with this school um, um I was a substitute teacher for Los Angeles Unified so this kind of okay. where I got my foot in the door and then during pandemic 
I was subbing for this one teacher, for one teacher in particular, who was on a whole nother assignment. Um, so basically I was this full-time teacher, sub, you know, like a Zoom teacher full-time with the same kids, like the whole year, August yeah. to, you know, spring. Oof, so, so that was the transition. Yeah. Um, but then, um, one of the things any teacher I think will tell you who was teaching on zoom, they don't turn the kids don't turn their cameras on. So nope. you're there and you're like, just seeing yourself, you know, like, like, a, I always thought I was like a, a like a TV show or cartoon. Yeah. And yeah. Just Give animated your best work to a bunch of black squares. Yeah. The names <laughs> I have a relationship with your name. It's like, Freddy Chavez Negrete or you know their right, whole name right. like I don't know you I don't I don't really, but uh, your name uh, you know you have yeah. this connection and even then out of all those students like maybe six to eight would interact with you <laughs> so I don't know but um but anyhow I came through and you know I was so I guess that was like a transition to really be in the room mm-hmm. but um but yeah, so during that time, um, we had on Wednesdays, we'd always call it Wellness Wednesday. And so there was always like this social emotional attribute uh, to to our lesson, you know, and um, anyhow, so that continued into this this year in person. And, and we do those lessons in advisory classes, which is our homeroom. Mm-hmm. Um, but I basically I bring that to my students, all my classes every Wednesday. I kept, I kept Wellness Wednesday and what I do is I go back to my beautiful, wonderful, immortal friend, Rumi. <laughs> and he was go. amazing. Uh, he's yeah. like another, like Khalil Gibran, this wisdom. You know, there's these writers that are just so experienced or enlightened. And so I, I will take a quote and I'll write it on the board and like, well, here's your wellness Wednesday prompt, you know? And so they have to read it, think about it. And then I'll have a question or two that pertain to their own wellness and, you know, and, and what he's talking about, like friendships, you know, how to leave the poison apple or, I don't mm. know, I'm, I'm kind of getting that, but you know, there's always yeah, this yeah. metaphor. Yeah, you and create like engagement between the wellness prompt. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so I still do, I do that. I do that because that's, and, and even most recently, um, that week when our mask came off, it was our option, you know, and as teachers, it's like, do we want to leave our mask on and model? Like we prefer everyone to stay the same, you know? Yeah. Or if I'm going to just go, I'm done with this mask. Yeah. So the first, for the first, you know, few days or so, or even the first week, I think I kept mine on and most of my kids kept it on. Mm-hmm. There were a few all this time. They're always like under their nose. And I'm like, keep your mask up, you know? So they're right, right. wearing those chin thing. straps. I know. It's like, yeah, exactly. So they were happy <laughs> to take it off. Um, but anyhow, um, so, so, you know, I, so I'm debating, like, do I want to take this off or not? Is this really over? Are we through the pandemic? Are we really going to normal? Is this like normalcy again? Or yeah. so I'm struggling with this idea. And while it's, it feels good to be like, yes, mask free. We're like, I can see what you look like for real now, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and there's a sense of, uh, just, just excitement and just being able to be visible again, you know, but in the back of my mind, I was like, you know, still having doubt and still like, gosh, but everything we've been through and this whole court, you know, so the retrospect, so because I was going there, I was like, I'm going to have my kids go there, you know, because in my mind, you know, the pandemic affected everybody in different ways and some very deeply and, you know, very painfully or negatively, like people lost loved ones, you know, people's people might've got sick and are compromised forever, you know, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. It and, came through and left a mark. 
Yeah, exactly. And so it's, I just don't want to make, I didn't want to make light like, oh, it's over. Everybody's masked out. You know, I wanted yeah. the kids to really explore like what they've just gone through in a full like circle you know the full the full full circle view of it because you know not only did you know life stop and we all had to change and then their school stopped for like 16 months and then there was this thing called hybrid school which was 2021 uh spring quarter um you know, if you want to come to the, come to high school, you can, or you can just continue to do. Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. I had some kids do that. And yeah. some other kids that did that. Yeah. I went back to campus and I had three kids in my room. And oh the whole, my God. Yeah. And the whole school was a ghost town. I think the most kids on campus for that hybrid quarter was like 80 kids. So there was yes. that weird, you know, transition. And then anyhow, so I, I wanted to take them back like yeah. to the before pandemic what were you up to then when you found out about it how did you feel you know there's like a total of 12 questions you know just so I called it a uh was it uh, well yeah just just a reflection but you know and then and then I wanted it to be an art project so I, they had I had them reflect answer those questions and then look for photos <laughs> basically make a collage you know yeah of, of their answers you know visual and I, I thought that would be a cool way to kind of let go and like, just really like, let's look at this and yes, you did it or it's okay if you're not through it, you know, like, yeah. or, you know, and just release or I don't know, but that's, yeah, yeah that's a really, that's go. a really cool. I like that a lot. That's a really yeah. cool project. It's, it's, I'd imagine it's super grounding because like, you know, when, when the pandemic really hit, it occupied and dominated all of our lives. And it was like, was yeah. there ever life before the pandemic? <laughs> <laughs> right. And then you do this project and it's like, yes, actually it was just a few years ago. Like, remember who you were. And now you can look at who you kind of changed into or how you were affected. But that also sets you up to be like, okay, well, where am I going next? Exactly. And like, what were the good moments that happened in here? Or like you said, maybe there were no good moments and it was all bad, but you survived. <laughs> so yeah, you're still exactly. here yeah that's such a, a wholesome exercise I love yeah. that oh thank you yeah yeah I got you know I got a lot of love for those kiddos and um just trying to be there be there for them yeah um, yeah you never that's know what, what they're going through so and and as young as they are it's like they've been through some real hard stuff you know um, yeah this is this is I can only imagine this is a very complicated time to be a teenager that's that's for sure yeah yeah uh, and then you know the whole chemical surging of hormones yeah i was so. like and then the regular team stuff, <laughs> right yeah yeah, yeah. aside from like yeah. the world yeah i know one kiddo i had recently was was acting up and all kinds of like whoa what's going on with this guy and it just turned out that well his girlfriend dumped him and then uh only his phone was lost so it was like all hell and then his yeah his yeah life. So that's why he was... <laughs> just regular teenage stuff like my yeah. girl don't mean i can't find my phone yeah 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 and it's like a couple weeks later i guess he got a new girlfriend and then his behavior changed so i don't know <laughs> yeah uh, the life the cycle of, of a high school love a, story a partner i guess I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> moral like, of the story everybody yeah yeah the girlfriend that said so go to your class get to class those are my allies i'm like thank you oh, the man. whole internet work i love it yeah i love it that's funny okay so like a slight pivot so that's like how you physically like transition into the classroom what initially 
and this is like a two-part question, what brought you to teaching at all? And then like, what, what keeps you here? Because teaching is, is, I don't want to say it's a thankless job because some people do thank us, but you know, it's not glamorous. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like teaching is in the same vein in many ways as like being a plumber or an electrician. Like we're the people who yeah. keep everything going, yeah. but are not really like viewed or, or, or heralded or praised as such. And not that we do it for the praise, obviously, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, if the plumbers went on strike, we wouldn't even be able to use the toilet. No oh, one man. thinks about that, you know? I but know. at the same time, no. you know, yeah. people will look down on plumbers like, oh, you're just a plumber. You're not important. It's like, you can't wash your dishes. Even if you're rich, you're made. <laughs> the person, your butler can't do the dishes without mm-hmm. the plumber's job being like, yeah. well done. We and need that like water coming from- down. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying, and I feel like teaching is that in so many ways. Um, at least how, how, you know, the majority of culture and the populace interact. Yeah. So, no. so yeah. So what brought you here and what, what keeps you here? All right. Yeah, no, I definitely feel you. Yeah. Like I think people take for granted, like, oh, you send the kids to school, you know, it's just the next logical thing to do. My kid's big oh, off to school, you go. Mm-hmm. And some parents <laughs> you'll find they're either hands, there's some hands on, there's some that let the TV raise them or somebody else raise them, or they're not paying attention. You know, who knows where all these kids are coming from? But yeah, once they're five or whatever, oh yeah, they're in school. So then guess that that's where the teacher gets to have all these personalities, all these (laughs) different specialties and diagnoses or what have you. So there's that. Yeah, that's tough. That can be. Yeah, we're like group home parents. Yeah. And then all the hats that you're wearing, right? Like I didn't know, okay, you broke up with your girl or you're sad, your heart, your heart's broken now and you're mad because your mom didn't let you wear your favorite clothes or Mm -hmm. or you hate being in school or you're having trouble because you can't see because you need the glasses and you can't get them. Like who knows? They're all from different places. But the teacher is the adult that gets all the reactions. So it's like, or yeah, so it is tough. Um, so the reason I wanted to go into teaching, um, well, my dream job, well, dream job, oh, I'm a poet, so I'm always going to be doing that. Yeah. But um, I did, you know, I do, would, would like to be employed by university college being, you know, the, the poet, you know, being in the MFA or writing program, being a poetry teacher. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the reason I went into teaching was because I really wanted to teach poetry. I wanted to teach writing. Oh. And so I started with California Poets in the Schools, which I love them. Shout to the Cal Poets. Woot, woot. A 50-year-old-plus nonprofit dedicated to, um, you know, vocally empowering our youth through poetry, teaching poetry K through 12 in schools, in church, in social halls, parks, wherever it could be set up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what I liked about that was that all that it took to be able to f- fulfill that mission or that 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 dream was, you know just to be apply and get in there you know it, that's really it just let them know hey i want to do this yeah and, and you know they check you out you know but but essentially you get to do it basically there's no like well how many years have you been doing it are you tenured have you like you know let me see what schools you've been at you know there's all this like elitism and and mm-hmm. i didn't you know I, I got pushed around by that when i was in <laughs> getting into grad school yeah. believe it or not gosh you know, I got rejected 14 times, like, Dang. and I tried to get in right after I got my bat BA and it took a while. It That's tore me down right there. Yeah. 
and it's so selective and also the programs like master or mfa programs in writing you know they pick like 12 people you know for a year yeah so it's very hard but nonetheless it's like gosh this is so competitive and so hard like i really just want to teach people to write i want to teach people to express themselves i want to share what i learned like i don't believe i mean i know i went through all those programs um because i you know i that was i was so set on it <laughs> yeah like from from when i was a kiddo like i'm gonna get my degree in creative writing i want to be a poet and you know but nevertheless i feel like anybody can write everyone has a voice and it's you know and everyone has their power you know so i wanted to help turn it on or let people know hey you you can do it you know yeah so that was that was the reason I went into teaching. So it started with that, just wanting to share what I knew and um, really just turn folks on to their voice because yeah. everyone, you know, people can can get really creative and, and everyone has such a unique way of saying even the same thing. You know, everyone's got their own way. Mm-hmm. And, um, and in working with the youth, um, because when I was working with Cal Poets, I'd work with the youth. But then I'd also work with seniors and I'd work with just adults, like all populations. But especially with youth, you know, the sooner you turn that on, you know, they cannot be manipulated. They will speak for themselves. They will think for themselves. They'll know that they have a power and cannot be diminished, you know. Um, so reach that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I do it. So why do I keep doing it? It's because of that. Yeah. Um, because of that, I, I love to see all these, these, these lights just shine and, and, you know, and seeing, and especially since I love poetry, I love to hear poetry and read poetry. So when people like say things in such a creative way, or I'm just blown away. Like, it, it, you know, I get so excited or even if they say something very blunt, it's like, wow, you have the guts to say that. I, yeah. I, I never got that off my chest and, or wow, you're speaking on behalf you know like we connect so it's 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 huge and um so that's rewarding and um I feel really good too about you know what I've been doing there at Panorama High because um like I said I come from heart and I come from just the love of folks being able to express themselves and write Mm -hmm. um you know there's some kids that I you know that that are kind of a slack in other classes or don't care or maybe they're you know some of the kids that are involved in like street life stuff or I don't know what but yeah yeah. they write for me (laughs) I can get them to write I can get them to do assignments I yes I turn them on like at least a little and so that's so rewarding and um you know I feel proud like that me just being myself and I'm trying to be all authoritarian or anything like that mm-hmm. can can work with any kid you know and um so that feels really good and also writing is healing and you know it doesn't have to be a poem but just to let it out you know yeah. that's what I let the kids know I'm like there's no wrong way to write this if it's about you there's no wrong way it's the easiest thing to write about yourself just say what you feel yeah and that's and that's all you got to do <laughs> that's so good well, i just want to give you your flowers now and all teachers like you that's such that's such an underrated but powerful phenomenon to be the teacher who can get the kids to do the thing they're supposed to do in the room 
you know, <laughs> like we hear about those teachers, you know, obviously they make movies about these teachers and, you know, even Abbott Elementary is about those teachers and trying to become those teachers. But for you to be one in real life, it's like, yeah, out there, you know, they be acting a fool sometimes, but when they get to me, they'll, they'll engage and they'll write. Yeah. And that's just, that's so powerful and, and demystifying. Like I have a couple of kids I'm tutoring right now and I told both of them, I was like, everything that you need to write is already inside you. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to make you write like anyone else or sound like anyone else. We're just going to give a little structure to it. We're going to teach you to get rid of them run on sentences, but that's right. really it. It's really just about like what you said, <laughs> just whatever's way. inside. Yeah. Capital how to use a semicolon, you know, that's oh, it. Oh yeah, I love semicolons. <laughs> that's, all, that's all we're doing. But it's like what you said, just like whatever is inside, just just let it out. Yeah. That's it. Anybody can do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is so, so cool. We need definitely need more people teaching English like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was really excited. Oh my God. I told him, I, the, the kid, I'm one of the kids I'm thinking of, he's still in my English class. And uh Well, the first, so I've had the same kids since August, right? Mm -hmm. So that's late August is when the the whole year started, school year started. Anyhow, I had him fall quarter. So I've had him basically three quarters. And this third quarter, this kiddo is finally doing some of his work. And so he would, he was getting kind of like D's and D's. Yeah. Or last quarter that just ended, he got a C. And it's because he's, he, I noticed he, if I give him a piece of paper, he will do it he'll write, he'll write mm-hmm. something, he'll answer the question, anything. And even if I'm like, well, you can write a couple of sentences, like he'll go four sentences, he'll write a paragraph. And it's like, yes. Yeah. And, and then recently, like, oh my goodness, I, um, well, we did a, a sensory, because it's poetry month. Woo, woo. Yes, so right. um, we did a sensory workshop just last week. And, you know, going through all the five senses, like, hey, when you look at this picture, you know, what can you smell in this picture? What can you see? What can you feel? <sighs> I love that stuff. Yeah, just, you know, and I'm like, and if you go inside it, embody it, and imagine you're in there, you'll get even more details, you know, just give me a list, at least list all the details, right? And and so he wrote like a big, you know, like he filled the page. Yeah. And, and then what it, what was really exciting was just the words he was using. The kid has a vocabulary. Like he was saying like clearly and, you know, he said something like, and um, uh, what did he say? He said clearly, he said like, um, oh, it was something about a behavior, but he said like, and it was accelerated and they felt, you know, like, I don't know. He was just using yeah, bigger he was words. putting his language like, together, felt, yeah. Yes, I was like, this kid. I'm like, man, I, you know, like people think you're just like cholo kid, like, like you don't care, like, dang you. And I told him, I'm like, I'm so proud of you. This is great descriptions. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, and your vocab, you were holding out on me, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, go you, you know, I'm proud of you. Yeah. And he smiled, and you know, and I, and I know kids get embarrassed. Like, I give them just such, some attention, like, ha ha. I, I pour it on them for a moment, and then I go away. Right, right, right. Yeah, then you got stick and move. You got stick and move. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm still cool. I'm still cool. I'm not trying to force you. You know, whatever. It's your choice. Oh my god, <laughs> I love that so much. That's I'm proud so, of that so guy. Good. I'm proud That's of him because his yeah. sister. They're always both tardy. They come in together. They do their. They have a little crew, but mm-hmm. this, but she's smart. Like she will always make sure to get her stuff done. She's always got an A or B in my class, but he's yeah. just like doesn't do anything gets the d but now he's starting to rise up and i'm so proud of him (sighs) those are the moments that really like just light you up like nothing else like this is i can do this 
Yeah. That's cool. Okay. So that actually is a perfect segue then. So what in your teaching, anywhere in your teaching, it could be like live zoom when you're doing art stuff, what is something you've done that surprised you by how effective it was? Like something that you did like kind of maybe like spur the moment, like, oh, I'm gonna try this or something you didn't even know was like a thing. And it's like, oh, you guys are responding to that. I guess I'll roll with it that direction. Like what's something that's kind of like, huh, didn't know that was gonna work, but okay, I'll take it. Yeah. Oh yeah, actually, okay. <laughs> it's old school stuff, the old school stuff. Like, I mean, I did notice the pen and paper because I would, mm-hmm. I would do what I would do because since I'm always, since you, you learned I have like five jobs, five, a million hats. <laughs> I'm not always like the best, like, oh, this teacher has all her stuff planned out and all her PowerPoints. Like, yeah, I'm like in my head. Sometimes on the way to school, I'm thinking, okay, this, this is, I know that. Okay. Sometimes I'm pretty piecing it all together. So um, when I would do my prompts, like the, the writer Wednesday, the roomy prompt, not writer, mm-hmm. wellness Wednesday, yeah. prompts, you know, I would have my, my whiteboard, I would write on the board, right? So I'd write it on the board. I just find the quote I wanted. And I'm like, all right, everybody. And as I was writing, so I was like, take out a sheet of paper because it bought me some time. <laughs> but yeah, the pen and paper, that works the best. Like they all get it done. Even if they write like three lines, they get something. Like yeah. if I say, go to week four in Schoology, click this link, that link, that link they'll go there and some of them will be on it or you know or I always have to be like hey get off of this pay you know get off of that uh game or get there right, you know right. close that's youtube yeah that's another reason too it's like they don't have a chance to open the laptop so it's like hey <laughs> they're getting their stuff done yeah um so in that same realm most recently um the old school work like worksheets like because i was like okay i gotta make sure like help them with vocab and you know, like just simple, like vocab worksheets from like, you know, one of our textbooks or mm-hmm. like uh, fill in the blank on, you know, different, just different grammar type things. They all do those. They lo- they get, I get every, everyone back and wow. they like the word searches. <laughs> like I'm like, they like yeah. paper guys. They like paper. The Parchment is undefeated. Like the paper. Yeah. Heck yeah. Woo. That's cool. Do you think some of that has to do with like your overall energy and presentation as a teacher? Cause like, obviously there's one way to do worksheets where it's like rote and boring. It's like, oh, we're doing worksheets again. But then it seems like you're not having that. It's just like, woo, worksheets. Yeah, let's do it. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, do you think that has to yeah. do with your overall teaching style or, or what do you attribute that to? Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe so. I mean, cause I wasn't doing worksheets before. Like I was, um, you know, everything was very more hands-on, um, either like a prompt I'm leading or, you know, or something that we're reading or responding to or a video or so every, or, you know, things in, in are um, set up in, in our Schoology system, right? Like I'm the one that sets it up, but just kind of like having them out of the, um, I guess, digital world. I think maybe they're also that fatigue and all, like, mm-hmm. you know, not only are they, kids in this era who are born with like a freaking ipad in their hands they're like two <laughs> right. so they're always in a digital world and then with schooling like being on zoom they had to either fend for themselves or fall behind i think it's just like a, a breath of fresh air and it's simple you got a pencil mm. you don't have one all right i got one for you you got your paper oh here here's everyone's paper you know and i try not to do like like you know I don't I don't want to give them like too many pages it's just kind of just like of course 
to enhance some of their knowledge and, and just kind of also um, validate what they already know, reinforce, you know, prior knowledge, that kind of thing. Um, and I just like to give them like, basically like a worksheet front and back with like four different focus or foci and like vocab, fill in the blank, um, you know, let's read and, and, and mark this up, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, and also, um, oh yeah, I guess back to the, one of the other tools I use, cause I have a journalism background yeah, okay. when we, is who, what, when, where, why, how I'm like, you guys are going to respond to this. <laughs> I need to know this full picture. It's like, if yeah. you're going to go look and tell me something about the news or, you know, pick a headline from local international or national news. I need who, what, when, where, why, how that's interviews, nice. who, you know, so that's been, um, I think grounding for them and kind of getting like a full, like elaboration because, um, one of the things in the, that, that our department, and I guess it's like, it's a, it's a state standard, especially for 10th grade is to have informative or argumentative, um, writing mm. down, you know, so essays that are informative, argumentative where you're, yeah looking at a, an issue, taking a stand on one way or another, or you're just, in, you know, reading about something and you have to explain it, you know, you have to have your quote or your evidence, and, but you have to be able to talk about it and elaborate. So that's something that we're always um, having to ask them to do, you know? So I, yeah. I think uh, the who, what, when, where, why, how has helped them, um, you know, kind of get a perspective or kind of get more, you know, uh, in yeah, their right in those critical critical thinking skills yeah so I kind of do it a different way because I think the other a lot of the other English teachers they have you know a whole printout of like a a three-page you know article and then the kids have to look at it and then start writing like a paragraph response or start like an you know yeah. starting that so I, I kind of get the writing from them in a different way yeah I mean there's something to being able to incorporate autonomy when you can so it's like Get whatever article you want but you're just going to answer these questions like that creates yeah. a, a different personal investment into the the assignment for sure yeah 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 and i always ask them at the end of that i was like so why did you pick this one mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah well, how does it relate to you like why you know cool thank you for sharing but what what was it about this one they're like oh well, i like the clippers or i like uh i like this uh nfl player you know <laughs> yeah when i remember when it was when rihanna was pregnant one of my <laughs> the students in class was like she was supposed to be mine or something like that <laughs> and, she got, and i'm like i chose it because <laughs> mine supposed to be my girl why is she pregnant which is so hilarious because these are high schoolers. Like Rihanna is so far outside your demographic at this point. <laughs> Not even oh, funny, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, but oh, they love them. They love them. And, That's uh, funny. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so before we before we wrap up with the last question, earlier you said when the when you guys were when the mask mandate was kind of like lifted and you were kind of like wrestling with how to approach that, and everyone was just excited to be visible again is what you said that stuck out to me because it's like yeah excited to be visible because you get the acknowledgement of being seen so i'm sure as mom teacher and poet you have <laughs> thoughts on just the power of letting someone know that they are seen and if you would like to share those thoughts i would love to hear that before i ask my last question sure sure that's a really great great question um you know yeah, I feel like we've all been so mysterious, you know, and, and kind of, and it's kind of like a, a new comfort zone hiding behind that, that face mm -hmm. mask, like just our eyes peering out, 
And I think for the teens as it is, they're always kind of, they're still kind of hiding because they're still awkward. You don't have so much all their confidence yet. They're growing, they're evolving. So, you know, they always have hoodies up. It'd be like freaking 98 degrees. They got a black hoodie tied up right <laughs> under their neck, you know? And they'll never, they don't take it off the whole period. Even, you know, I put, I have it like 69 in my room. Right, right, But the right. mask is like even another layer, you know? So I feel like by them choosing to be like, here I am or for me I think for me it was like a big deal for them let to let them see me because well it was more personal it was more personal like this is who your teacher is you know and at first because I was nervous too I'm like I want to hide behind this mask (laughs) and I would always make jokes like oh you don't see my mustache (laughs) you know I don't have to see my pimple or whatever but but yeah by me doing it like because I did took a while I think it's like four days or so for me to feel comfortable but um, I took it off and I, ironically though, you know, there were some kids like the ones that already had like kind of it down or were sick of it, by, they, they took theirs off. But a lot of the others are keeping it on. They're keeping it on. And I think it is more of a comfort, like a, just kind of like a, uh, just kind of a little bit of hiding. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're used to it, but also it's another layer just to kind of protect themselves. <laughs> Yeah. Um, even yeah I was like even the kids that um I have a really good rapport with and and we're really comfortable with each other they still want it on um and that's fine like we don't you know we don't we tell the students you know it's your choice you know um yeah. and that's it and we leave it at that but yeah there is the, the power of visibility to be it, it kind of almost it feels like from the kids that I've seen you know without their masks on and they're owning it they're like this is like, you know, we're, we're back in real life again. You know, I'm the, you know, I'm a teen in high school. Yeah. It's my boyfriend. These are my friends. This is me laughing, you know, just being natural. I think that's what it, it, it what it, it is. It's just like seeing these teens being teens again, like we're getting ready for a prom, you know, we're, we're hearing first about senior grad night, like real, like yeah. high school stuff is happening again. You know, we have games and we have spirit weeks and, mm-hmm. So it is like that part of being, being normal again, but just getting to be, be a, be a free, happy teenager, you know, whatever yeah. that teen life is that you always wanted, you're <laughs> finally able to do it. <laughs> yeah. They get a piece of their, their identity back that they didn't have yeah. access to before. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Gotcha. And, and honestly, it feels good. I, you know, I remember like, it, there's so much power in being seen now, even more power because we've all been hidden from each other. And you're always like curious, like, what does that person's face look like? Yeah. And I remember, um, <laughs> I remember when the mask started dropping or even like those kids that don't want to wear it and they're like letting it like, or, or like, you know, or we're eating and you see someone for a minute like that yeah. or drinking water. And it's like, wow. <laughs> that's how that's how you look and not in a negative way or anything but just like whoa like it you really stand out more now because of that because you've been you know hidden and um there's actually like it's like we appreciate each other more you know Mm. and um yeah it's just it's a new type of bond (laughs) like were you did you have to wear a mask when it came off how do you feel you know it's just like yeah it's that's real yeah that's real yeah, the, the face change is a real thing. I've had I had a couple of kids who I was just like, oh, I had to like relearn <laughs> their face because yeah. I only knew them with the mask. I was like, you look so different without the mask on. 
Yeah. Like, okay. This is, this is your actual face. Got it. Yeah. Okay. This is stuff that you don't, you can't tell like if the cheeks are really big or not. Yeah. Or yeah. You're not or small or buried yeah. or who knows. Right. And you're like, yeah. and oh my gosh, I, you know, every, like, <laughs> I'm going to say it, but you know, with, and with just your eyes, everybody looks so like exotic and glamorous and, and hey, that's real. You know, eyes are sexy, you know, and, and I'm not are. looking at the teens or what have you, like at all. No, you no, know? no, I, I get what you're saying. But there's, it's intriguing, you know? You're yeah. Like, oh. And then yeah. your drop, you're like, oh. Oh. So, <laughs> full disclosure, I've been mentally tinkering with trying to do a poem that expresses that thing. It's like yeah. looking at someone, it's like, reveal. You know, yeah, like falling in love, like above the nose. Yes. And then the mask comes off and it's like, you're, okay well with the mask on you were really like popping but then the mask came off and you're just like oh you're just like kind of okay it's like yeah <laughs> right i just i got yeah martina spada actually has a poem about the mask because the, with the n95s his his take on it was like everyone looks like birds now oh yeah when it is right. yeah and when I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't unsee this. So now anytime I see anyone with like the, the candy. They look like mind, a bird. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, like all these bird people walking around. Yeah. Awesome. You know, yeah. I what was fun was to also see like how people express themselves with their masks, like what kind, like a character they choose. Like mm-hmm. I remember um I have one student in my class who well, first of all, we all have to wear the wire mask, or we did the wire mask, and then you can put a cloth over it, whatever okay. kind of cloth mask. But since August, since the beginning of the school year, there's a boy named Felix who actually had a Felix the cat mask. And I was like, yeah. oh. and since I'm only seeing all these eyes and all of us are brown ha- people with brown hair or black mm-hmm. hair and ho- everyone's wearing a black hoodie. It's like, who is, who is, who is, who? Oh, Felix yeah. got a Felix mask. Hey, Felix, what's up? <laughs> but trying to learn who people were, it's like, it was a little bit harder. A little bit harder for sure to figure out. And I'm bad with names, you know, it takes a while. <laughs> I was like, God, I have like five tall guys that all have a name that starts with an A, like literally my first period, <laughs> with that like to wear hoodies or black hoodies or black right. sweatshirts who don't like to do their work. <laughs> oh my God. Well, you gotta help me out here. I gotta help me out. Like, which one are you? Uh, but Felix the Cat, that was a, that's a great cut. Yeah. That's a deep cut. But back to the re- the reveal thing, it just a, so a joke. I, well, I don't know. Well, in my mind, I'm I'm kind of a jokester. <laughs> but <laughs> you work with high schoolers. I would imagine you have to be a jokester to survive. <laughs> I just think of what all pandemic life might have been for those the dater people, like dating people, you know, the uh, people dating yeah. because of that reveal. Like, God, you're gorgeous, your eyes and your, you know, woo. And then boop. Oh man. Well, <laughs> yeah, maybe the blind, I uh, it's the like blind dating game must have like plummeted during. I know. Like, oh my god what a shocker or maybe you're like well you're the one person i met during this time i guess i gotta stick with you because i can't see anybody else because of course That's your line. you're in my cohort now you're my yeah exactly cohort. yeah you're it's like bubble. i don't want to be a, yeah but i was like that's whoa crazy. that must have been a sh- some surprising moments that's you're like so oh funny. dang i'm sure netflix has to be working on a documentary i know i'm like hey, we gotta call called the reveal that's just like a perfect yeah. title it's, it's like, like you yeah. had me at your beautiful brown eyes <laughs> and you lost me around the lip area <laughs> anyway. I guess, like, oh dang <laughs> okay. oh my god this is so know, fun okay is- so my last <laughs> my last question for you is what is your secret sauce and by that i mean if if like the, the nation's largest 
educational organization came to you and said, you get to teach a workshop. Money's no object. Charge us whatever you want to charge us. We'll pay anything. But we want you is going to be the best minds there. Everyone's there to learn from you. And this will be canonized forever in educational history because we want to know, we want to capture that piece of Jessica Wilson that is so fire in the classroom. What do you teach in that moment? What would you choose to teach for that workshop? Well, I definitely got to show off my my stream of consciousness, (laughs) a crastic poetry workshop or crastic writing workshop that deal that shows you a piece of modern art from mm-hmm. anyone anytime present and a classic to show you where the where a lot of those elements derive from from the masterpieces Ooh. and then sh- and, and then show you the new stuff and then take you to that whole voyage of crastic and how to write and embody what you're seeing that's my yes. Oh, you were ready with that. I like Heck that. Yeah. And do you, do you feel like you do that in some extent, like in the class already, like you're balancing between like what's happening currently and then, well, obviously because you have like Chromebooks and then you also have like work pages. So that's yeah. like, yeah, you're, you're already doing that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And then I'm like, I, like I, I tell the kids, I'm so unapologetic. I keep it real. And sometimes I feel like I'm always saying, you know, I'm talking about the racism, the racism, the racism, Yeah. you know, and I'm like, gosh, like I think to myself, Jessica, are you, like always are you bashing on white people a lot or too much or what's like you got it so I'm like I like like I, I you know I'm cool I like white folks you know right, but I'm, right, these right. are the patterns guys and this is true on the system that was built it was to serve those people yeah um, so we gotta see those patterns recognize them call them out break them apart bust out of it and that's yeah. what I'm trying to do so I'm trying to liberate is. these kids yeah <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do. Um, yes. I like so that. I'm like, I just went on mind blank, but yeah, it's all about liberating. Yeah. yeah. And that makes sense. I mean, even what you're saying, as far as like that dance of like where we are today, culturally in regards to racism and patterns. And then, well, this is not that long ago. And then the original intent of why this all exists today, yeah. all of that comes back to what you said you would teach. Like this, we got a current artistic piece. And, and an old school artistic piece. And let's yeah. let's take, I like how you said it, like let's t- go on that journey. And for those who don't know, an ekphrastic poem is a poem based on an image. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, any visual, any visual yeah. art. Any visual art. And um, and I kind of just on the ekphrastic in a way kind of, I, I, I've gone there. Well, last week we did the embodiment with the senses and just looking, mm-hmm. I showed him a picture of a classroom. I'm like, all right guys, what do you, like I start simple. I love with simple examples, just get them to see the concept and then we'll, we'll go to like times 10 or whatever. But yeah, um, you know, here's our, here's a classroom. What do you smell in there? What do you feel? What is, you know, but, but, but before that I would do um, confabulations, which are so cool. And I got this from another English teacher. Break there. that down for the people. Confabulations. Oh, confabulations <laughs> so fun. It's when you see an image, you see two images side by side, two pictures of whatever, any visuals that have no, you know, no prior connection. So the goal of it is to see them and be like, what's the story behind these two? How are these two connected? So you could see like, let's just say like a picture of a shark strung up that somebody caught. And the other picture is, is like a ballerina dancing or something. So how are these two, what's the story? 
And yeah. what's really cool, and I tell the kids, there's no wrong right answer. I want to see how you connect these two. It can be, you know, it can it can be a, a very, you know, practical relationship. Like, oh, he's blue and she's got blue or, you know, or it can be like, well, you know, the ballerina was on her way to the, to the recital. And along <laughs> the recital, she walked by the pier and saw that shark strung up, you know, it's like, yeah, brought them together. Or simple as you want. Yeah, it's so fun because as a poet like me, the poet, and you know, I love creativity. It gets me to see where these kids, you know, where, you know, gets me to see where these kids are, are, are at with their writing, with their like just analysis, or, you know, are they very straightforward? Are they creative? You know, cause also I started a poetry club at my high school. So Hello. I can recruit, <laughs> so it's a recruiting tool. I'm like, you're a great writer. <laughs> You know, oh gosh, come to Poetry Club, you know? Yeah. Um, so that is so fun. I love to see that, you know, like, and especially there's this, uh, you know, this there's an, a few of these ninth, the ninth graders who are so imaginative and they're kind of still very, you know, they, they have that childlike, uh, mm -hmm. the imagination innocence. So I love it because he talks like, he, he literally takes me back to the sandlot, like the 12 year olds, like, oh, all wow. right, see, so James over here, he's over here walking and he sees a shark, you know, and he's strung up over there. But he remembers, like, hey, you know, he was hungry because he had all those salty peanuts. So he's like, oh, I don't want, that's an interesting <laughs> shark. Wow, I can't believe who, who, who caught that thing. Anyway, so he was walking over and he saw some refreshments at the ballet studio. So, you know. That's so good. Right I love that. when they have that kind of personality in them in so their storytelling. Fun. Yeah. And you're the story. You got to talk story to me. That's, yeah, <laughs> I love that. It's totally your alley right there. It is. It's so exciting because our imagination is boundless and, you know, and, and also I don't want this, the, the youth to lose that just because you're older, you have to like think like only analytical or very logical or, you yeah. know, don't turn off that imagination, you know, so yeah, so that's, that's, those are some of my secrets there. <laughs> yes, Jessica Wilson's Boundless Confabulations. There it is. I love confabulations. That's so fun. Yes, I love it. All right. Well, this has been a blast. Thank you so much for for coming onto the podcast and sharing your yeah. teacher life with us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> like I got to go all real nerdy. It feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, we need it every now and again. We just gotta just let it out. Like there's a lot going on up here. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and let the people know where they can find you, where they can buy your stuff, how they can support yeah. you. Drop all your all your deets. All right. Yeah. Uh, you can check me out. I do have a website, Jessica M, like Marie, <laughs> JessicaMWilson.com. Um, there's links to other my poetry where you can buy my book, Serious Longing, through there. It's only 10 bucks. Um, and, and if you, if you're interested in bringing a poet to your classroom, or if you just want to chat, you can con get in touch with me there. Um, also, um, I, I organize with the Los Angeles Poet Society. If you're a writer, an artist, and want to be part of our literary network, it's hundred percent free. Just, just got to show up and participate, but we have so much happening and our website is lapoetsociety.org. And we're on all the social media. You can find us on Instagram at Los Angeles Poet Society. Um, we're on Twitter, Facebook, but also, um, you know, big shout, happy National Poetry Month. You know, stay connected with us. We have writing prompts for you if you want to start writing anything. Um, we do have a big poetry festival happening this uh, Saturday. It's our second annual Jasmine's and Poetry Festival. Um, it's Saturday at 
2 p.m. Pacific to uh, 6 p.m. And it's on Zoom. So anyone is welcome to attend. And we're highlighting our latest literary journal, Acidverse Volume 2, The Earth Beneath Our Feet. And we also have some featured poets like Aid Medina. Um, we're, we have Radomir V. Lucia coming out of hibernation. And he's going to be joining us. Cynthia Briano, Kelsey Bryan-Zwick, Brian Dunlap. So many folks. So plus Open Mic for the People. We always believe in expression. We, you know, we, we were talking to right now, the power of expression is everything. Um, speaking for yourself is everything because that is your power. So we always have our open mic for the people in our festivals and, and to let anyone come join and share share some truth or share some creativity. Um, we have a Writers in the Wild planned. Um, I think that's going to be yeah April 24th from 10 a.m. to noon. This is in the flesh. Writers in the Wild is when poets and writers meet at a park and we're going to be meeting at Arlington Park in Pasadena. Um, nope or Arlington Garden, I believe it's called, in Pasadena. And we're, we just go on a writing adventure uh, with me. You're, you'll be with me and Alex Petunia, who's one of our curators. And she is a, an amazing wordsmith and just a sweet medi meditative medicine woman. She's, she's got some powers. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she's really, she has a wonderful, she has a wonderful heart. She's a nurse, she's a healer. Um, so we have that happening. And another event in the flesh in Pasadena um, at Fusion LA Gallery, uh, April 30th, we're gonna have a party for the Astonverse volume two. So we're, we're really celebrating that book. Um, yeah. And we're gonna continue touring in the next month, but y'all hang out, check us out at lapoetsystudy.org. We always have a lot happening and um, we can't wait for y'all to be a part of it. Thank you so much, Jess, for being on this glorious teacher life. Yeah, thank you so much, Josh. It's a pleasure. Yes, yes. And uh, thank you for everything that you do and for hosting uh, this uh, this uh, show. And, and thank you for, for having me here. Appreciate My pleasure. It. Did I not tell you? Did I not tell you? I know. Jessica is awesome. Please go to her website, jessicamwilson.com and get all the good things thank y'all for listening to this episode i love this we had so much fun such good conversation if there's anything you like please take it apply it if there's anyone you know who would enjoy this podcast obviously go ahead and tell them about us go ahead you know and smash that subscribe button <laughs> no but really uh and for all things that mr josh is doing the primary source tells is up that's my kids show the show that's about three primary colored dinosaurs who's going on these like kooky adventures as well as the music for the show just type in primarosaurus tells with an o or mr josh presents literally where all streams are streaming anywhere so check that out but if you want to know everything that's going on upcoming shows what's mr josh working on just go to the website highformfamily.com h-i-g-h-f-o-r-m-f-a-m-i-l-y dot com you know i always wonder why people spelled their websites on things but now i know there's so many different ways to spell things anyways <laughs> thank you all for listening and i'll see y'all or hear y'all or actually y'all will hear me next time on this glorious teacher life